Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Every day, we rise. Challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome to the Viking Age podcast. My name is Chris Shad. I write for the Viking Age as well as Zone Coverage and Bring Me the News. My co-host to your right is Adam Patrick, who is the managing editor of the Viking Age. And we do this podcast every Monday and Thursday right here on the Viking Age YouTube channel. If you miss us, we're in podcast form, hence the name of the show on Apple and Spotify the very next day. But however you consume us, rate, comment, like, and subscribe so you never miss a new episode. Adam, I was putting together this show and I realized we are at the dearth of summer. Some might even call it an abyss. Um, There are good things about summer, uh, especially in Minnesota. It's not cold. Uh, That's good. There are 10,000 lakes even though I am no longer near one. I think there's one in Watertown, I believe, but um, it's like 40 I got a really north big lake. Yeah, I heard it's like an yep. ocean, but I wouldn't. I'm not. Don't, don't, yeah, don't take a, just, so just don't take a submarine in it. That's all. Let's, let's, let's see. Yeah, don't, don't jump into a propane canister and um, try and go to the bottom of the ocean. That doesn't turn, find that turn out well. Have you read about that? I tried not to. By the way. I tried not to because I'm just like, this is. <laughs> somebody, somebody told me about it. Mm-hmm. I'll just do this very okay. quickly because I somebody it's told summer. me about it. Like you it. said, it's June. Nothing to talk about. Yeah, and, and I was just like, I thought it was a joke, mm-hmm. like uh, because I, um, the twins actually had a silent broadcast auction, and one of the things on there was to have dinner with Jim Cott. And Jim Cott, Hall of Fame baseball p- pitcher. If you're not a baseball fan, um, you know, a little bit kooky at his old age. Um, said some things that probably don't fly in this day mm-hmm. and age. But um, I, I said to my friend, I'm like, why would you want to pay $27,000? I get it. He's a Hall of Famer. Why would you want to pay $2,700 to go have dinner with a guy who's just going to complain about baseball and munch on a well-done steak for like two hours? And uh, his response was, well, it sounds better than spending a whole bunch of money and jumping in a propane can, you know. So uh, I thought it was like a joke. I'm like, ah, and then I realized like, Somebody actually did that and they were in trouble and everything else. And um, yeah, yeah, they, they're like talking about like what conditions they're in. Like they're probably freezing to death and they're out of oxygen. And I'm just like horrible ways to die for five, yeah. po- 500, yeah, Alex. Like, yeah, I think they ran out of oxygen this morning. Um, yeah. If they hadn't already. Uh, yeah, it was. It's just weird because um, from what anything that I've ever read about it or, or heard about it is like they took a submarine 
down there, but it, it didn't have windows. So like, what are you, what are you going down there for? Like be <laughs> next to it? Like, I don't see it on a TV screen. I, I guess like, like here's this little three by five black and white. And they paid a, and, oh, yeah, they, they they paid a quarter of a million to go in there. And it's like, yeah, like you said, like you're, it's a, like a little, you're in a can pretty much. It's almost like, you know, like when you go to um, Universal Studios or whatever, mm-hmm. and they have those rides, it's not like a roller coaster, but it's just like a theater on a platform yeah. or something. Yeah. And it like shakes all, maybe like <laughs> that's what you think it is. Like it's, it's similar Maybe to that, but like way smaller or yeah. Well, uh, RIP to all a, those. Just involved. a reminder. I, I'm not trying to make light of it at no, all. No. I was just like, I was just surprised that that was not a no. joke. That actually and happened. It's just a, just a um, reminder that the ocean is huge and fucking <laughs> scary. Cause yes, yes. It, I, I remember playing a game as a kid. It was, I can't remember what the game was, but like you were in a submarine and you went around and I remember like there's this big fish and it had like this little light on it. I mean, there's actual fish like that in the ocean, but I was just like, holy shit, we're, we're done here. We're, um, I'm going to play number munchers instead or something. But, um, to solidify our point, there's a lot of things to do in the summer. Um, when it comes to sports, there's not a lot especially in the Minnesota scene. Um, you and I were talking, uh, you know, not Minnesota, but we were talking about the Padres. They're kind of scuffling right now. And, you know, San Diego, they don't have anything else, right? It's just a one sport town now. Uh, yeah. We're, I mean, they have Aztec football yeah, coming out. We're but. working on it. We they just got an MLS team. Um, Stan Kroenke just signed up to help build an arena out here for a potential NBA or NHL team. So we're working on it. NBA or any. So like, I don't know. And Expanding the NBA, like 32, how many NBA teams are there? 28. And I swear there's more, 30 now. That's close. Like, see, you would think Seattle and Vegas would get them. I don't know. I'm not going to, like, NBA, okay, NBA. Let's talk about the NBA. The Timberwolves can't do anything because they traded for a guy who can't catch the or play tonight? basketball. Draft tonight, right? The draft is tonight, but uh, the Wolves picked 53rd, <laughs> so that's boring. <laughs> Uh, the wild, they're going to draft some guy that probably won't be ready for two years. And, uh, they'll probably do nothing, but get bounced in the first round again. And then there are the twins, which, (laughs) 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 okay. But you know, this is a Viking show. So we're going to talk about the Vikings and we're just kind of sitting here waiting. And, and I think everybody right now is just bored. Don't get arrested. They're just bored. Yeah, they, that's the motto right now. Don't get arrested. Don't carry two loaded guns <laughs> into the airport and go, oh my God, I forgot they were in my bag. Two, two Tra- loaded yeah, guns, yeah. Uh, by the way. Um, kind of might have had a little bit of a weight there. Like I think Pat McAfee said, hey, like everybody going on vacation, can we just like take like 30 seconds just to do like a double check? <laughs> open up the bags and be like, okay, no guns, no guns. Okay, we're good. We're going going to the airport here, everybody. Um, check it before you get to the maybe, maybe his Uber, maybe you woke up late for his Uber and he's like, Oh my god, and just grabbed a bag and like, oh, forgot my guns. Um, so nobody has been arrested on the Vikings yet. Did, uh, what, did Ali, was Ali Udo the guy that got, did he get arrested? And, in the and I think those charges were, yeah. Dropped. Was that the summer or was that bye like week. mini camp? That was the bye okay. week. He oh, went yeah, to a yeah. Miami yep. club yep. and he got accused of yep. something girl in a bathroom or something like that. Um, anyway, we're all bored. We're all just speculating. And this morning, I woke up to two things. I asked Siri what the weather was, and she said, you have, there will be a tornado today. Oh, Oh, that's comforting. 
Not, not, not just like a chance of thunderstorm. <laughs> Some could be severe. No, full-blown tornado. Welcome to South Dakota, bro. Oh um, Mike Florio wrote this article. I saw that the first thing I opened up Twitter and saw this morning is a little article by him talking about if the Vikings wait to extend Justin Jefferson. You know, I'm not going to go through this entire article because there's a lot of speculating, but what he does mention is that there's plenty of noise out there. The Vikings will wait to extend Jefferson. They could regret it for a couple of reasons. He goes on a list. The price could go up. Jefferson could want to get the hell out of there. Like other star receivers, a lot of layers there, which also goes back to how legit is this? Because this is like a whole hashtag sources. Yeah, I heard, heard this. I heard that. And Mike Florio, very plugged in. Uh, he's one of the top football writers out there. And maybe his agents like, yeah, they're thinking about waiting. Good and friends with what, Paul. Whatever. Yeah. And, and you know, <laughs> at times, <laughs> but I mean, you know, you know, what's going to happen. They're probably going to be like, should we like, wait to do No, we should probably do this right now because Justin Jefferson's the best receiver in football, our base of the franchise and everything else. And if we let him walk, people are really going to ask what the hell we're doing. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'll be very surprised if Justin Jefferson does not have a contract before the start of the regular season. I'll be surprised if he doesn't have one before the start of their first preseason game. Uh, teams are pretty much off right now. Like This is the time for front office people, for coaching staff, for players. Take a nice little vacation, get some rest before training camp. So no one's really negotiating any, negotiating any deals right now. And, and this is this goes across the league. Like You're probably not going to see anything. Maybe here and there, a couple free agents sign. But likely you're not going to see much, especially when it comes to a contract of like Justin Jefferson's nature, which could be record breaking. Um, and and the Vikings, I feel like Quasio Adolfo Mensa is pretty smart. He's not going to. Uh, oh, let's just let's wait it out a year and see if Justin Jefferson Jefferson gets cheaper because no, because even if Justin Jefferson, uh, even if he gets injured, he's still going to want a lot of money. Uh, even if he has an OK season, which is what, like putting up Adam Thielen numbers um, or like. <laughs> He's still going to get paid a lot of money. So, like, there's no scenario where the Vikings wait and he, his price gets lower. There just isn't. So the the talk of them, like, sitting on their hands and waiting and seeing what happens is, is just pure, pure speculation. I feel like Florio might have talked to somebody and the person he talked to was like, I guess it could happen. He's like, oh, oh, oh. You said you said it's possible, so we're gonna Content. we're going to write it. And he's been, like, he's been doing this a lot with a lot of teams this offseason where, like, there's the smallest thing, and he turns it into this giant conspiracy. Like he he wrote about yesterday about like how the Cardinals and Eagles they were caught tampering, and so do people who made wait. Now why would they do that? Why would <laughs> the they do people that? who made wagers on the Eagles in the Super Bowl? Do they have a right to like sue for their money back because they were caught up in a tampering scheme? Like he's just like putting together as many strings as possible as he can. And I understand this June, his site puts out like 20, 30 articles a day, probably more than that. Um, so they just need stuff to write about. Um, but at times it just feels like, like we are like pulling what, what pulling straws or whatever, or pulling strings, just trying to just grasp at straws. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, just like trying to get anything you possibly can about anything being remotely possible, even if it's a 1% chance or a less than 1%. It's going to be written about. Um, so I, I, I think there's no, no validity to Justin Jefferson of to the Vikings waiting and seeing if, if, if Justin Jefferson is going to sign a contract extension or not, or if they're going to wait and see to give him one, they would be dumb not to. 
Everyone knows that. Yeah, it just like it's a very Pepe Sylvia. It's Pepe Sylvia season, isn't yeah. it? Like where you know the always sunny in Philadelphia clip where he's got like all the mm-hmm. things to mm-hmm. convince that Pepe Sylvia doesn't exist or whatever. I've never actually seen the episode. I just know the, what meme. the clip is yeah. where he's like, yeah, the meme where he's like, you know, going on and on and on, on like this. That's basically what everybody is doing right now. Um, you know, we could talk about Dalvin Cook right now. Because he was on the Adam Schefter podcast and he said that he and DeAndre Hopkins want to form a dream team. Um, that would have been cool like three years <laughs> ago. Um, see, Hopkins is 31. Did you see the picture I posted about that? Yeah. Uh, you, you, yeah you, go, you want to describe it? Because it's the Sports Illustrated cover with uh, Steve Nash and Dwight Howard on the after they signed with the Lakers. It was like the NBA preview. I, I forget what year it was, but it was like, this is going to be fun because everyone thought like they're going to be like this super team. And then they did terrible. Yeah. Like the Lakers have. <laughs> well, it's like, remember when they, the like Lakers COVID way year. back in the day, signed like Carl Malone and Gary Payton. And they're like ring chasing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to work out when these guys are at the end of their careers. It always, always works out. It, it's always hilarious when players go to a different franchise, like a ring, like, um, certain receiver who's from Minnesota, who we'll talk later about later. <laughs> um, but yeah, they, they both want massive contracts. Um, I don't think teams are really going to be lining up for that. Um, Cook also said that the offense really wasn't his bread and butter as a pass first offense. Um, they might have run the ball more if he wasn't getting, you know, negative or zero yards per carry mm-hmm. on first down or whatever it was. And here's another thought. What if the Vikings were protecting his shoulder? You know, the same one that Cook said is such a big problem. Like, maybe the Vikings like, hey, we don't want to really damage his workload. Maybe we should give him, you know, a little less carries or something. But um, I don't know. What did you think of that interview? Uh, It's a bunch of of fluff, uh, as it it should be. Just more like a kind of like a a promotion for. Sign me. Please sign me. Yeah. Somebody. Anybody. You know. I think he mentioned he wanted a uh, a team that will that has a ground and pound offense and will feature him. And I'm like, so you want Mike Zimmer to be your coach? Like, <laughs> yeah, Mike Zimmer's not in the league anymore. Sorry, I'm like, I can't think of a team right now in June, right before training camp, that wants to sign a running back who wants to be every down back and have the offense built around him. There is no team out there that either needs that or one already doesn't have that. Like the teams that would do that already have it. Like. The Titans um, with Derrick Henry. I guess you could say the Seahawks, um, but they have what Kenneth Walker, and they just drafted somebody. Um, like all the old school teams you can think of that might actually emphasize running the ball more. They're, they're already set. They already have their guys. Um, yeah. So I think Denver's like the only yeah, place that might be okay. But like, they're not gonna. They're not gonna pound. Not yet. They're not gonna ground and ground and pound or whatever he he said. Um, and, and I yeah. think too. Like Ian Harditz put it this way. He goes, the way the Broncos are structured, Javante Williams is ever going to either going to rush for 150 yards and two touchdowns in re- week one, or he's not going to play until November. Right. Like there is no in between. Like and they signed, I think is, they signed basically Samaj Pirine too. So they, they have something invested in him as well to play. Not that he's like amazing, but he did. Pre- yeah. I was about to say, is he good? He did pretty well. Like, he, he did pretty well as the Bengals backup last year. So he's good. Good as like a reserve, like a third down kind of back. This is this is why, you know, part of the reason I quit fantasy football, because it's just like it's so damn random where it's like Samaj P. Ryan, he he's signed with the Broncos. And you're like, is he good? And then he'll go off for like 150 yards of two touchdowns one week or like, you know, one of the biggest 
it's summer. I can gripe about this in the league that I just left because of other reasons, not because I was like, <laughs> losing, but I had this dominant team, Jonathan Taylor. I had uh, Justin Jefferson. Uh, I had Ezekiel Elliott, like prime Ooh. Zeke, you know, not prime, I guess, but I mean, like very good, like two years ago. Exactly. That's why I made the trade. Like, you know, I had this loaded team and uh, the guy that I was playing had Austin Eckler. Eckler. He got hurt. And Justin Jackson was on the waiver wire. I'm like, I'm not going to waste my time picking up Justin Jackson just for a one week mm-hmm. fill in. And uh, next thing I know, Justin Jackson's rushing for like <laughs> 50 fantasy points. <laughs> well, that's like the other talk so, now. Like, first off, I feel like there's like 9,000 fantasy podcasts um, where yeah. like, I'm like, does everyone just give <laughs> is this? This is, this is what everyone does now. This, this fantasy podcast. So I'll go on Instagram or whatever and look at some stuff. And every every video will be from a different fantasy podcast. I found one yesterday where it was like talking about the Vikings and how they they're they're rebuilding and they uh they're thinking about trading Darnell Hunter. Um, and I'm like, you guys really really <laughs> did your research. Really did your research. At least Darnell's yeah. like in the ballpark. Like PFF's like in the zip code. Like Darnell's yeah. just like uh um, so you guys really really did a lot of your research. Um, but yeah, like oof. it's this the same thing with Alexander Madison. People are like, oh, he played four games and he had like 100. 50 yards off of 30 carries and in every game he had 20 fantasy points and it's like okay that one one that was in the old offense because he didn't start last year because Delvin Cook was healthy for every game so Madison didn't start so that was a totally different run scheme um an offensive scheme and then so this year it's going to be in Kevin O'Connell's scheme and it sounds like you know Kevin O'Connell's boosting him up to be uh, he, he can be a three down back if he wants but from everything that, that we've heard and read about Many camps uh, so far, it's probably going to be a mixture of a bunch of people in the backfield. Um, so for everyone that, that's drooling over Alexander Madison to be their, their you know, sleeper in fantasy, I would uh, I'd hesitate on that a little RB1 upside. <laughs> Look at all these fantasy points he had. Yeah, well, Kevin O'Connell's not looking at fantasy points when he's, uh, you know, as we saw with Dalvin Cook last year. Like, because I, I listen to like the Ringer Fantasy Football Podcast, and uh, this guy Danny Kelly's on there. He does draft stuff too. And whenever he talks about Alexander Madison, he's always like, "He's he's just a guy. Like he's just not he's yes. just not good. He's just a guy." Yeah, <laughs> that's that's exactly the problem. <laughs> he's he's just a guy. And maybe I'm thinking in like fantasy football terms when I we'll talk about Alexander Madison in a second here because we're gonna go off off season winners and losers. But I, I mean, I think a lot of people are just hyped up because they had Alexander Madison on their fantasy team and they started him for Dalvin Cook and man he was awesome even though he had like one big run against Detroit that like felt like half yeah, of his I think rushing his longest yard nobody like wants to talk 25 about 25 yards it's around that like his yeah. longest carry is like less than 30 yards efficiency though efficient yeah. efficient running game like I said come October if Alexander Madison is still the same guy I am gonna have. What do you think? Quite the what do you think Dalvin Cook's gonna sign? He's gonna sign like a one-year, four million dollar deal because I think it's trending that way. Like he's gonna get a lot less money than he thinks he is. Like he's he's. I, you think he's gonna sign that? Like what's he gonna get? He's getting he, two million from the Vikings. Here, yeah. So, here's I mean, the thing with Dalvin. Like like one year eight. Yeah. I think I think that's what he's holding out he's for. He he got ten in base, maybe last six year. with incentives. So, mm, Who's gonna give him that, that? That's the thing. I, like, is it gonna be one of those situations where he's just gonna play hardball until like late training camp and then walk in? And then at what that point, you know, 
do you know the offense? Do you know? Well, I think he like, said, or there's been reports that he's willing to wait like during training camp and see if people yeah. get hurt. Cause that always happens. It, it, it does always happen with running backs. And, but is that, that team who, whose running back goes down? Are they going to, do they want to spend money on Dabble Cook? Like, right. Does, does he, well, if you ask Kirk, he's coming does back he to Minnesota. Fit your scheme. Maybe it's not his bread and butter. Um, so like, is he going to, is he going to, is Devil Cook going to be picky about where he goes? Because he's probably not going to have as many opportunities that he thinks he is. Cause it just like, I, I've seen a lot of stuff too, where it's like, people are feeling bad for running backs. I'm like, I don't like, <laughs> this is, this is what Cecil Lammy said it best. Mama, don't let your babies grow up to yeah, be running is, backs. This is the nature of the business. It happens for a lot of positions. Like, you know, back in the day, being, being a, an inside linebacker was great. Great position. Now it's like, okay, don't need you anymore. Brian Asamoah, go yeah, get it. Like, that's how it goes. <laughs> like this, this happens pretty much. Quarterback, left tackle, receiver, pass rusher. Those are the positions that are always going to pay well. Everything else, yes. probably not. Oh, it's it's a fun time of year. You know why it's a fun time of year? Because we got like John Deere cult members, which are Packer fans, in case you don't know. Uh, Jumping on the internet and saying Christian Watson has more upside than Justin Higher Jefferson. Um, I don't want to give this guy yeah. attention because it's the same group of Vikings people who crave engagement. Uh, mm. Tell me when I'm telling mm. lies. We're comparing Christian Watson to Justin Jefferson, who has the most receiving yards of any player in NFL history in his first three seasons and Randy Moss, who legitimately blew the damn doors off to the point where the Packers freaked out and drafted like five defensive backs in the next draft, like game changer. And did you, do you have that graphic that I sent you? Oh yeah, I do. Um, Um, can you get it on the screen for our YouTube audience? (laughs) And I'll just kind of, I'll just kind of pick around it, but stat head is a great thing. Um, if you use it correctly, if yeah. you use it to tweak it until you get exactly what you yeah. want, um, not that mm-hmm. great. But uh, in this case, I said, hey, what did Christian Watson do compared to Justin Jefferson and Randy Moss? And I also wondered, OK, guy missed a couple games due to injury. What if he's like Odell Beckham Jr.? And I, I will preface this with I think Watson's a good player. I think that he will be a top receiver. For the Packers, he'll be the wide receiver one. Um, but this is another example. We just have too much time on our hands. Are you able to get the? <sighs> I thought I had it, but I don't. Um, give me a second. Um, I'll keep doing it while we're while we're talking. But I, I can I can talk and, and work at the same time. Okay. So so he he's still trying to figure it out right now. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I got it. I got it. Yeah, this is great podcast. I mean, I, I I have it up on my screen as well. Just that's what I was kind of looking for. No, and I also got a text from my co-editor at the newspaper who doesn't seem to realize that hey, eleven o'clock. I can't really talk to you right now because hey, oh, whatever. But Perfect. um, here we go. Here we go. Did do you have it? Did drum roll? Did do do do. Do, do, you might do, have to go to the do, side. Do, 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 do. Here we go. Ready? All right, ready? Here we go. There we go. Okay, so for the podcast audience, I'll, I'll just kind of spell it out to you. So Christian Watson uh, has this – is, this is the group I kind of chose out. We got Randy Moss. We got Justin Jefferson. We got Odell Beckham Jr. And we have Percy Harvin. Um, Christian Watson had less approximate value, which is basically – Pro football references wins above replacement. Um, yeah. He had seven. Harvin had 11. You, you know, all across the board, basically. 
except for rushing yards per attempt and rushing Ooh. touchdowns. Christian Watson did not even perform. He was not on seven Harvin. carries. He was not. He was not Odell Beckham. He was not Justin Jefferson. He was not Randy Moss. He wasn't even Chase Claypool in his rookie <laughs> year. And we're sitting here going like upside. And I get it. The guy is a physical freak. What are we doing here? We're all bored. Like th- this is a problem. Like, th- do you see where I'm getting at here? Oh yeah. Uh, I don't even. <laughs> I, I I don't know. I I don't know. I know it's Packers fans delusion. But how can you sit there with like a straight face and and say that the your your rookie receiver who could one day develop into a good receiver, maybe even a great receiver. But at this point, he has a higher ceiling than Justin Jefferson, who I believe just turned 24. And he's Mm -hmm. coming off a season where he won offensive player of the year, not offensive rookie of the year, offensive player of the year, better than any offensive player in the entire NFL. It's like the best offensive qu- player outside of quarterback. Award. And you want to talk about ceilings. He hasn't even reached his ceiling yet. So like, what are you talking about? I I just, I don't know, man. Some like, of the replies I, are even I better though. Everybody, than everybody is going to value their own team's player higher. That's why we're talking about Alexander Madison RB1 right now. But at the same breath, it's just kind of like, don't why why are we throwing names around the kid? Like he's a good player. Like I, I want to yeah. reiterate that I think just, Christian Watson is going to be a very good player in this league. But when we get caught up and oh, he's better than Randy Moss. Oh, he's better than Justin Jefferson. And also too, it's kind of like it's that Packer trolling thing. Like that guy's sitting somewhere just like cackling, like in the distance, just like <laughs> I think the tweet. <laughs> Look at these Viking yeah, fans; they're so angry. I think his tweet, this is his great. tweet out over two million views. Yeah, that's all he wanted. Like everybody knows who this guy. I had never heard of him before. Yeah. Like yeah. I now he's got probably a whole bunch of John Deere cult members listening to his podcast, and you know even uh, the Viking Lemmings who can't come up with their own content. Tell me when I start telling lies. Some, some, um, uh, they're they're printing off some stuff. of the re- some I of the mean, replies from this 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 tweet though are even better than. The actual tweet I think I saw yesterday that like Justin Jefferson is just like he just benefits off playing like the Bears twice a year and, and getting a bunch of single and Watson does it yeah and getting a, getting a bunch of single <laughs> coverage and everyone's like what are you talking about like did you watch that it's like it's, it's, <laughs> tell me tell me you don't watch the Vikings without yeah. te- well, actually yeah. watching the Vikings yeah. no not even but. watch the Vikings pay attention to the NFL the NFL. Posts yeah. his highlights all the time because he's good. Yes. This isn't like a bias because he's on the he was the offensive player of the year. <laughs> it's not bias. Anyway, uh, we've just burned about thirty minutes just kind of going over things we weren't going to talk about today or d- didn't really want to deep dive into. So I kind of prepared my own little list, and uh, it is Vikings winners and losers because we're just in a holding pattern, and I think we're at a point in the off season where. Coming into training camp, we can kind of look around and see, you know, who do we want to talk about in the words of Cody Rhodes, I guess. Um, so, so what I did was I put together a list of three winners and three losers. And, you know, we can kind of talk about them one by one. Um, we can talk about them as a group and you can, you know, we'll, we'll just kind of wing it. Like we kind of have the rest of the show here because, you know, we're kind of going off the rails. Um, winners. I have the number one winner in my off season in the Vikings off season is Alexander Madison. And here's why coming into the off season. I thought he was off to be somebody's Ben Jarvis green Ellis, like one of those guys you sign maybe a Latavius Murray. 
the guy you sign. Oh, yeah. You're not, you, you know, he's a solid running back. Good he still is that guy. Pinch. Yeah, he still is that guy. Yes. The Bills. Um, but, yeah, oh, yeah, that's true. Not a big James Cook guy. Probably more explosive than his brother at, at this, this point. point yeah. But, yeah. Um, you know, he was also coming off a year where he had 74 carries, 3.8 yards per carry. And they would not even play him over an injured Dalvin Cook. But now, now, RB1, baby, Alexander Madison. He's got his money, $3.5 million, which is, you know, high end of the running backs. More than I make, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, that's that's a good thing. He's got the job. He might even have the girl behind the scenes. I don't know, I he... but uh, he also has Kevin O'Connell's admiration as a three down running back. So Alexander Madison, big time winner. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Um, I, for, to him, yeah. To For the Vikings um, and fans. I, I don't know about that yet. Yeah. Not too sure. Jury's out still. I would lo- I would love to see him take advantage of this opportunity and you know make the most of it. Um, but we like it's what year four, year five, and yeah, year five. He's had what four starts in his career. Yeah, and he he decided. I understand he decided to come back to probably. He was probably told like, yeah, you're gonna be the starter. So he's like, okay, fine. Uh, I like it here. I'll stay here. Um, and so he signed. But he didn't have much interest from from anyone else. That that's kind of like a red flag for me. Where like the Vikings didn't really have to compete. Where like Delvin Tomlinson, they wanted to bring Delvin Tomlinson back, but the Browns just wanted more and they gave more money. And I don't, I know, I know Madison had, I think he had interest from like maybe there was some rumors about like the Jets and maybe the Cowboys or something like that, Patriots maybe too. Um, but yeah, he didn't. It wasn't like a bidding war for Alexander Madison, and and to me that's a little bit of a red flag where it's like, if other teams aren't interested in him, then why, 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 why? Why were the Vikings like, yeah, Caesar, number one guy? It's like, uh, for now, until like Ty Chandler gets a carry for like 30 yards once a game, and you're like, we should probably give him the ball more. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, a, he's a winner this offseason. That was Aaron Madison for sure, because he gets to go in without having Cook. He gets, gets that opportunity, but I, I, I don't know if the Vikings are winning when it comes to him being RB1. Another winner I have on my, list is KJ Osborne and you're probably sitting at home and you're going like hey didn't the Vikings draft Jordan Addison but I get the feeling KJ Osborne is going to have a better year than Jordan Addison and that's not to say he's going to go 2018 Adam Thielen or anything but he knows the offense he's taken on the leadership role in this locker room and he understands his overall role in the offense this is where I'm going to upset some people because I think that in a best case scenario KJ Osborne becomes Bernard Berrien 
And I, I know a lot of Viking fans are sitting there going like, are you bleeping me right now? Like Bernard Berrien. Berrien had 71 catches, yeah. 951 yards, and five touchdowns in 2007 before getting paid by the Vikings in 2008. Who is to say that if Osborne has a similar year, like kind of just takes a half step forward, right? Let's say team that needs some receiver help goes, let's sign KJ Osborne, the Christian Kirk deal, right? Who is to say he can't put up those numbers and get paid by another team? Maybe Adam Thielen whispers in the ear to the Panthers brass after next off season and says, Hey, I, like I think him. he can be in wide receiver one. Let's go get him. So am I telling lies here or what? No, he can be the next Christian Watson. Um, sure. <laughs> no, I think I think those numbers that you read about Barry and are, are that would be a very good season for KJ Osborne. And I, I believe 99 of those yards in 07 came on one play for, for like, Barry. People shit on Barry and because he wasn't like a number one receiver. The Vikings overpaid. That was their mistake. But Did they bring Barian him in was, to be the number one guy? Yeah. But then they 2008. Drafted. Then they drafted Sidney Rice. And but Percy. I mean. Uh, in 2009, they drafted Percy. So yeah. I think they were disappointed after year one. But I mean, he was like, I look at Osborne the same way as Madison. Like, he's okay. Mm-hmm. Like, he's a guy. Like, you need guys on your team, right? Yeah. But I mean, with Addison's injury, I could see him kind of stepping into that two role. Maybe this is like, Addison has a respectable year, but he's not like a bust like Laquan Treadwell. Right. Like, no, yeah. I, don't, you know, I, I could see that happening. I, re- I really don't know what to expect from, from Jordan Addison because we just don't know. He, he's dealing with some sort of injury, but they say that he's going to be ready for training camp, which is, which is fine or whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know what to expect. I think he'll get more opportunities than someone like a Treadwell did because Treadwell was in the, the old Zimmer influenced offense, which didn't really spread it out and get the ball to the receivers. So it was I feel Dalvin like- Cook's bread and butter is what it was. <laughs> exactly. Got, got, got fullback CJ Ham back there. That's, that's probably. Why it wasn't his bread and butter last year for for Dalvin Cook because CJ Ham wasn't really there uh, a lot as much as he was in the past, and uh, Dalvin had to make his own holes uh, instead of CJ Ham just leading the way for him. But uh, yeah, um, KJ Osborne, yeah, I think he's got he's going to have a good opportunity. He does have the experience in the offense. He does have the edge over Addison being kind of hurt right now, and I would say right now he probably he's on track to open the season as the number two guy. Uh, but you got to remember that Randy Moss. Uh, opened the 98 season as their number three receiver behind Chris Carter and Jay Creed. So just because he opens the season as a number two doesn't mean that KJ Osborne is going to finish the season as as a number two. But I still think he has a, a good opportunity. But yeah, like you said, he's he's a guy. He's been in the league for, this will be his fourth year. And if he wants to make money, he's going to have to play well, which I think he can. But he's got to do a lot more than he has in the past. Um, but yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, of course he's a winner. Thielen's gone. That 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 spots up for grabs. So yeah, my third winner of the off season. It's not a player. It's Kevin O'Connell because O'Connell established his culture year one. He was one of the big winners of last season overall. When you think about it, because it's like Mike Zimmer can't get the most out of this team. Kevin O'Connell comes in, boom, thirteen wins, pixie dust, magic, culture, all that stuff. Right now he's getting the personnel he wants. He wanted a more efficient running game. He added Josh Oliver to block and he got rid of Dalvin Cook. He wanted a number two receiver. He got Jordan Addison. He wanted a more aggressive defense. He hired Brian Flores. He's put his stamp on this team. And now they're effectively doubling down on him after a 13 win season. The only thing better would be if he got a contract extension. So I think Kevin O'Connell is the other Viking that 
got to dub this off. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a few more winners too as well. Just to add on to this, Bring it uh, on. I would say the entire defense. Um, yeah, because that Dontel's gone, so they actually get to have fun and make plays now. Especially Harrison Smith, who's probably going to feel like a little re- reinvigorated uh, with Brian Flores and getting back to his old self, just being all over the place and causing havoc. Uh, Brian Osamoa, I would say, is a winner because in his second year, he gets the opportunity probably to be a starter and place Eric Kendricks. Uh, I mentioned CJ Ham; he's probably a winner because everyone pretty much figured he was probably gone, and they re-signed him uh, or extended him or restructured his contract or something like that. I think actually they extended him, I think mm-hmm. for a, a year or two. Um, so he's back part of their emphasis on, on being more efficient in the, in the run game. And he's a good special teams player and a good locker room guy too. And then I would say uh, Ed Ingram and Ezra Cleveland are probably winners because the Vikings didn't really do anything to give them competition on the offensive line, whether that's good or bad, but they come out of the off season as, as winners and they're getting the opportunity to, to start again. So yeah, that's, that, those are, those are my winners. Um, and then with losers, I, I had a difficult time. I agree with you on one of them, but I, I feel like I had a difficult time coming up with, with some losers for, for this offseason. Yeah, the losers, the first one that I had was actually like a group. I could have went by them individually, but I mean, it, it's just a group of players that were losers. And it was the Vikings veterans. Um, I'm specifically talking about Eric Kendricks, Adam Thielen, Zadarius Smith, and Dalvin Cook. And I don't think any of these guys had like an epic breakup with the team. Um, Kevin O'Connell was actually on Purple Daily last week, and he said, you know, he he talks to players. He gives them advice on where to sign and that stuff. And he's like, you know, I care about these players, which is like a complete 180 from the other. I can't believe he went on that show. All they do is just just (laughs) – all they do is just <laughs> troll and hate on Kirk Cousins. Can't believe he would ever just do that. Yeah. They asked it. Yeah, that that's the term. Kirk is sitting somewhere going like, I can't believe he turned his back on me like yeah. that. That's like getting a dark ice cream and... with the enemy. Yeah. <sighs> oh, I love D2. Right. Like, honestly, if that is, I don't know if they ever did, you know, speaking of that show, they did like the sports movie rewinds. Mm-hmm. I'm so have they ever done D2? Because like that has to be at the know. top of the I list. listen to rewatchables, um, like yeah. we do like we do with our game sometimes. And I don't know if they've done Mighty Ducks, but I know recently they, they did Dumb and Dumber, and that was pretty good. So D2 is easily the best Mighty Ducks movie. Oh, yeah. Just I think we talked about that yep. last podcast. We did. I don't know. Maybe if we get bored, we'll just uh, you know, sick of all the right, uh, you know. Tossing stuff up, like what if the Vikings traded Justin Jefferson? What if they just flat out released him? Like I'm hearing somewhere my hashtag sources are saying mm-hmm. things, mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think any of these guys had the epic breakups. But I think a lot of them just got a reality check. Like mm-hmm. Adam Thielen didn't get his role last year in the offense. He went and got his money in Carolina. Eric Kendricks. I mean, it was just time. I, I don't think there is anything that got ugly there. But no. maybe maybe he did behind the scenes. Uh, Zadarius Smith, that one might have gotten ugly, but he might just need a better agent, so he stopped signing. Like that would be his fault if he got ugly. Exactly. (laughs) You're not paying me enough money. You signed the contract. Like it's like the Daniel Hunter thing. I see you later. What? Where are you going? (laughs) You're under contract, pal. Like get back here. Um, Dalvin Cook, we talked about him a little bit earlier with that whole thing. I mean, even the current veterans, you could say they lost in a way because on paper, I don't think this team is as good as it looked on paper last year. So you have a lot of veterans who are kind of like going back to the team going, huh, but what do you think? Yeah, I, I would say probably the guys from the old regime that are still left are probably a little bit on more high alert, like, like the CJ Ham, like Daniel Hunter, like Harrison Smith. 
there aren't too many guys that are left from from that regime. I guess you could put Garrett Bradbury in there, Brian O'Neill. Um, but there aren't too many guys that are even just left from from that regime. But I would say those guys are probably a little bit more like, okay, uh, if I don't have a good season, I'm probably gone. Yeah. Um, because I'm not one of their guys. Um, but yeah, like all those guys had to go, regardless of their notable names or whatever. Like, take the names off the back of the jerseys, look at their numbers, look at their age. Every team would have gotten rid of them, and their and their price. That that played a lot into it as well. Um, every team would have probably done the same thing, if not more. I think the Vikings, since and you might agree with that, like they probably made these decisions a year too late. Um, but you know that's the the decision they made to do, and and so they they started that that kind of roster trimming process. And a lot of people from the outside look at it as rebuilding. It's not. It's kind of just getting rid of the like trimming the fat, I guess. Where like they weren't really helping. So why are you gonna? And they're not going to get any better, like like a Thielen. He's 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 already had his his prime, well, it, it, unless you ask him or certain family members of his. Um, that <laughs> that uh, it was time for him to go if he didn't want to take less money. Same thing with Eric Kendrick. Same thing with Dalvin Cook. Like the Vikings were willing to be like, yeah, you got you can stay, but you are not making the amount of money that you are due. We did not sign these contracts. We did not make these contracts for you, so we do not feel attached to them in any way so if you want to work out a deal to stay here fine if not we're okay with that too um but yeah it was just it was time for a lot of those guys to go and this happens to pretty much every team the vikings had a new head coach and gm why are they going to keep to, to to fix what the other guys did wrong why are they going to keep the guys from the old regime they weren't going to do that and they were never going to do that so it's just part of the process fun fun stuff you know the veterans are kind of losers but I'm going to go on the opposite end of the spectrum, too, for my second group of losers. It's the 2022 draft class. I know it's early. I know it's been one year. But everything we've read in minicamp, it's not great. It's not no. looking good. Uh, Lewis Seen was working behind uh, Harrison Smith, Cam Bynum, and Josh Metellus. Uh, he was working with special teamers and I understand he broke his leg. He's a little bit behind. We've talked about it a couple of times on the show that, you know, he has been, it has been reported or I don't even know reported it has been speculated that he's more of a on field hands-on learner than a classroom learner, which is fine, but he needs to get on the field and contribute because you used a first round pick on him. And by the way, you traded down. Uh, from Jamison Williams, who I know he's suspended for six games. I would rather have a player get suspended for a couple of games than have him break his leg. Uh, right. And you can't predict it, but I mean, you know, Jamison Williams could come out of that suspension and just light the NFL on fire. That is possible. But yeah. I, I mean, it, it, it just looks, it doesn't look great right now. And it could, a lot of these things could change once we hit training camp, like Andrew Booth Jr., Seems behind Makai Blackman right now. Yeah. And a reminder that Booth and Al Evans, a Caleb Evans, were both Ed Donatel picks. Right. Could Flores look at those guys and be like, I don't really like what they bring to the yep. table and kind of get his own guy. And then, you know, Ed Ingram, is he good? I think he's one of the most intriguing Vikings going into training camp because the Vikings need him to take a step forward in pass protection. He's just average. That's fine. That's it. He needs to be, he just needs to take a step to be an average guard in pass pro. Cause he's really good at run blocking yep. like that. That's, that's a good part. Like, honestly, we kind of joke about Gary Bradbury being such a terrible pass predictor and a good run blocker. But I mean, if 
Ed Ingram can be an average run blocker or average pass blocker. I'm getting it all confused now. And like this great run mauler will take it. Like that, that's something the Vikings haven't had. I don't know in ten years. Like <laughs> yeah, it's if, been a while. If if the two if the 2023 class plays well and they get a bunch of contributions from them this year, do we even care about the 2022 class anymore? Right. Like I, I yeah. I, I think some people will care about seeing, but I think yes. like all that, all that stuff will be like, cause people are like, I've seen some things where people were, <laughs> are like, Oh, Quasi at Ovamensa, he already messed up two drive classes. Like doesn't know what he's doing. I'm like two, like yeah, you don't know about this one yet. <laughs> and who just knows? Cause, just cause you don't know the players or, or you don't think they fit or whatever, or what, like doesn't mean they're wrong. Um, let them get on the field first. And I, and I, I want to say that I feel like Kevin O'Connell probably had more of say, and we've talked about this too in the past. Like he probably had more of a say this year in who they picked in the draft than than last year because he was busy just figuring out how to be a head coach. And this year he got probably a little bit more into the players that he wants on his roster. So it'll be interesting to see how these players are different from the ones they added last year, which last year was probably mainly Quasi's decisions and, and his staff. Uh, and this year is probably a mix mix more of O'Connell and his staff and, and Quasi and his staff. So, and don't forget about Ryan Gregson who, uh, yeah, I'm wondering about him. Like I want, I wanted to look and see if he was known for like waiting too long to get rid of people. Like I, I looked, I think about the Trent Richardson stuff. Now he traded for him. Um, back in the day and that was just terrible. And then how he sucked at building an offensive line for Andrew Luck and how he, I think his draft picks weren't that great either. So like, I'm like, how, how much of an influence does he have? Like that, I always questioned that hire as soon as he came on board. I was like, really? Is he sitting in like a chair somewhere going like doing the gladiator yeah, thing? Yeah, like, like thumbs up, thumbs down <laughs> like, or what? We really like, I understand he has experience, mm-hmm. but wouldn't you want someone with experience who was successful? Correct. <laughs> he not he wasn't really and he had Andrew Luck as his quarterback. Right. So like it's not like he was working with, you know, Baker Mayfield and he was just trying to figure out anything to, to be better. No, he had a, you know, life-changing quarterback on his team and he ruined him. His decisions ruined the career of that quarterback. So I I've always questioned that hire. It's funny that you brought that up, but like, yeah. Um, you have one more person, right? Yeah, I'll make it quick because we're kind of running long here. But um, Kirk Cousins, that's yeah. my last one. And I mean, you're just hating on Kirk. Well, no, because you think he was going to cash in for another fully guaranteed one year extension. Right. Because I think, like I said last week, his value has never been higher. And the Vikings basically said, thanks. We appreciate the hometown discount, uh, but no thanks. Kirk's going into the final year of his deal. There's a lot on the line for both sides. Either Kirk wins big, he cashes in a deal here or somewhere else, and the Vikings are paying $28.5 million in dead money for him to go play somewhere else. Uh, And then they also could find themselves without a decent quarterback option in 2024, creating a desperate urgency in next year's draft to go get a quarterback. So I thought about putting Quasey here because he lost a lot this offseason. But I mean, when I look at Kirk, it's like your value has never been higher. Even if the Vikings were offering something with a whole bunch of funny money on the back, like, is that not like enough security for you? Is that, you know... And honestly, the Vikings went ahead and they gave like this three, this like five year contract. Like, gotta look at it like, dude, it's five years. I've made how much money? Like, let's let's take what we get here. We can always negotiate. And if you believe you can play into your 40s, 
where's the problem? Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say Kirk, I think he came away from this offseason probably like a little bit in shock or surprise that like something didn't get done because he's probably going into it expecting like, hey, I'm at least going to get maybe a, a one year fully guaranteed deal or even a two year probably wanted two or three year deal. But that that didn't happen. And then I think the Vikings still have like the edge in terms of even if they don't sign him to an extension before the season, he goes into next offseason as a free agent because I because he wants to be in Minnesota. He wants to stay there. He he's had his his family's grown up there and everything like that. That's important to someone like him. Where like he doesn't want to pick up and move. Like he's comfortable. He's a person who's comfortable. We know this because of the way he is on the field. Um, he you know he doesn't want to pick up and and change. Of course he will if he has to. It's the nature of the business. But preferably he would like to stay in Minnesota. So they're gonna still gonna have an edge if it comes to you know. They want to bring him back and negotiate next year. So I still think that. But yeah, I would, I would say he's a loser in the fact that he wasn't able to get a deal done uh, that he wanted from the Vikings. And you could say, like you mentioned, Quasi could be in this category too because he just waited too long to get rid of guys like yeah. Darius Smith and, and Dalvin Cook. Like, just just cut your losses, man. Like, you sh- he should have had all that stuff done before the draft. They could have had more draft capital, more cap space to work with. But he waited too long and... I think that'll be something that hopefully he gets figured out next year or, or soon because you can't be doing that. You can't next year. If, if Harrison Smith, if you want to get rid of him, if everyone knows you want to get rid of him, do it. Don't, don't wait until May. Don't do that. Don't wait until June 1st when people get more cap space. Don't do that. Just get rid of him. Just rip the bandaid off. Yeah. Just, it's going to be more beneficial for you in the long run. If you just do that, I, okay, you won't, you'll get through, you won't, you won't clear, like you'll you'll clear three million less in cap space if you if you don't wait until June first. Okay, but like yeah, but I did see on the Kirk thing that I th- I want to say it was Sean Borman from Vikings Territory. Um, he was pretty good with the cap stuff, and I did see I think if the Vikings sign Kirk to a new deal next year, even if it's a one year deal, that dead cap will spread over four years and it'll be like seven million per year. So that's yeah. kind of an incentive to bring him back too. Yeah, um, it, I don't know, like. It, I think the thing that bothers me about Quasey is that we don't know what his plan is. Like, I know he's kind of just attached to the hip with Ryan Poles regardless by default, because those were the two guys that were like considered for this job. But like Poles, you know what the plan is and you can see the plan working like Quasey. It's just like half the time we're like, what the hell is he doing? Like, I would say it's worked for Poles yet because Chase Claypool uh, reports are not doing that great about no, him. Uh, no, no, that, that was not his, <laughs> one of his finest moments. But I mean, you you know what I'm but saying? You know, like, yeah, his, you know, he, you know his deal was I'm going to rip everything down. Yep. I'm going to clear cap space, and I'm just going to go hog wild to build this roster through the draft and free agency. Like Quasi, it's like, well, we're going to extend Kirk, but we're not going to extend him too right. far, and like Justin Jefferson, and like yep. you know, it 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 would be. Like he gives that aura of not knowing what he's doing. Like, like he gets in his own head. Yeah. Like it, it feels that way. And he's a really smart guy. Like, I don't want to yeah. see make it seem like he's an idiot or anything, but I mean, it also seems like sometimes it's just like, maybe it's like the twins, like love affair with analytics where it's just like numbers spinning around his head and everything else where it's just like, dude, just, don't overthink this. Like, give Justin Jefferson his money for for God's sake. Don't do this. But yeah, yeah. There's, there's there's and it's a second year ever as yeah. a GM. 
I mean, you could technically say he's only been a GM for a year and a half. Uh, so, like, he's still learning. Like, Rick Spielman made plenty of mistakes, uh, what, 10, 15 years into his career. So, like, it's going to happen. GMs are not perfect. Uh, mistakes are going to be made. For my losers, I would agree. I, I had Kirk Cousins. I put Kanae uh, Wongwu in there because of the new kickoff rules. And, mm. you know, is he going to become as much he of is, a weapon? He, from what we've heard, he is second on the depth chart ahead of Ty Chandler. So. <laughs> for now. For now. It, it is minicamp, though. Yeah. Give me, give me a couple good preseason games from Ty Chandler, and that'll change pretty quickly. Sure. Um, and then I would just say just the fans of, of those veteran players that were let go because a lot of people love Devin Cook, love Adam Thielen, love Eric Kendricks. It's tough, tough to see those guys go, but it is part of the business. We saw, we saw what in 20, like right after they signed Kirk Cousins in 2020 when Everson Griffin had to go, of course he came back, but like Linval Joseph had to go, Xavier Rhodes had to go, you know, but they traded Stefan Diggs. Like this is part of the business. It's what happens. It sucks sometimes because, you know, a lot of people like Adam Thielen, a lot of people like Devin Cook, like, these are guys that have a very good chance of being in the ring of honor one day. Um, so just guys just don't finish their careers with one team. It's very rare. Very. I think what Larry Fitzgerald last one really yeah. to have a long career with one team. It's not like baseball where, you know, you get these guys, even well, like yes. baseball, it's hard yeah. to do because teams are more proactive. It, it's like all the general managers who are general managers, all the general managers who are employed now grew up playing Madden. Right. And like, what did you do in Madden? Like you just traded all your aging definitely players not that for way in first basketball. round picks. Yeah. Definitely yeah, not right. that way in basketball. Chris Tapps, Porzingis, like guys just have like nine jerseys in their, their, basketball reference page now like we're like just team after team like how many teams has kevin durant been on like, the thunder, thunder well actually on the sonics first he was on the sonics okay sonics thunder warriors nets Suns. Suns. so it's okay. only five i thought it was more but, but he's a he's a player where you would be like you that's one of the great he's like, not like the, like kevin garnett i mean kevin right. garnett wound up playing for the nets and the celtics but yep. i mean had the timberwolves not screwed everything up beyond belief which yep. they are apt to do like Kevin Garnett could have been that player. Tim that, Duncan, you could say yeah, that. Yeah, Tim Duncan, Kobe Bryant, you could say that too. But they're, they're, those guys just don't exist anymore. And like Michael Jordan was a ball until like he had that weird stint with yeah, the Wizards. With the Wizards. But 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 that was also weird because he like retired for like think, two or I, three years and then yeah. he came back. I think Damian Lillard. Won. They didn't get rid of him. Right. But I think Damian Lillard wants to be that like that with the Blazers, but eventually he's going to get. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's enough time. NBA today. Yes. <laughs> and go watch the draft tonight. And just yeah. Wait for to see what the Timberwolves will do with the 53rd overall pick. All right, let's go. Um, that's all the time we have for the Viking Age podcast. We do this right here on the Viking Age YouTube channel every Monday and Thursday. We're also in podcast form the very next day on Apple and Spotify. And however you catch us, make sure that you like, comment, share, and subscribe so you never miss a new episode. For Adam Patrick, I am Chris Shad. We'll catch you next time on the Viking Edge podcast. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. 
MIDI clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.